I speak to you in the name of the one holy and living God. With the exception of a few years, I've been a churchgoer my entire life. Church has shaped the rhythm of my life. Even so, I am often struck by how odd it is that we do this, that we gather in this way and do some of the things that we do. And among the most startling and life-giving is that we routinely enter another world, or if not enter, we at least hear about, contemplate, imagine, as if we take a little voyage and dwell for a time in this other land and then return to the busyness of our lives. The prophet Isaiah draws one of the most enduring and alluring images. He's speaking to a people whose future has seemingly been cut off as a stump. But then the Spirit of God will bring about a new order. Fill the rulers with justice. And Isaiah offers this invitation. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf, and the lion, the fatling, together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Hearing these words, do we not go there too? As in a dream, almost everything about this world is different. A lion and a calf together? In what universe? It's against their very nature. But even this brief foray into a land portrayed and drawn upon our hearts by the eternal messengers of God is enough to give us pause and invite us to ponder anew this world and our lives in it, to see ourselves in a different light. So the poet Samuel Coleridge poses the question this way, what if you slept? And what if in your sleep you dreamed? And what if in your dream you went to heaven and there plucked 
a strange and beautiful flower. And what if when you awoke, you had that flower in your hand? Ah, what then, he asks. I wonder if or how others might see that we carry a flower plucked from heaven. Can others tell that we've been spending time in God's peaceable kingdom? Do we carry ourselves differently, hold things a bit more gently? Quaker Thomas Kelly quotes mystic Meister Eckhart, who wrote, As thou art in church or cell, that same frame of mind carry out into the world, into its turmoil and fitfulness. And Kelly continues, Deep within us all, there is an amazing inner sanctuary of the soul, a holy place, a divine center, a speaking voice to which we may continuously return. Eternity is at our hearts, pressing upon our time-torn lives, warming us with intimations of an astounding destiny, calling us home unto itself. Yielding to these persuasions, gladly committing ourselves in body and soul, utterly and completely to the light within, is the beginning of true life. It is light within which illumines the face of God and casts new shadows and new glories upon the face of humankind. It is a new seed stirring to life if we do not choke it. Here is the slumbering Christ stirring to be awakened, to become the soul we clothe in earthly form and action, and Christ is within us all." End quote. Now, Jesus taught that we can enter this land any time. When you pray, said he, Go into your inner room and pray in secret, and God will hear in secret. Yet about this teaching, no house in Jesus' day had an inner room. So Jesus is teaching when you pray, go into your inner room. That peaceable kingdom, that's within where the little child plays at the adder's den and the cow and the bears graze together. Turn, says the Baptist. Repent from living as you're living today. Live differently. In her song, Mary announces reversal as fulfillment, the mighty cast down, the lowly lifted up, the rich empty, the hungry filled. And at every turn, Jesus taught the kingdom of God is like, 
And then he went on. It's like a woman in search of a coin, or a merchant in search of a pearl, or a wedding banquet, or a mustard seed, treasure hidden. My desire this morning is not to persuade you of anything. Rather, I want to stand with you in awe of this mystery, this gift of space and spirit. For each of us dwells with dual citizenship, with one foot in this land and one foot in the land of holiness. It's not a matter of escapism. It's not an invitation to pretend the woes of this world are no more. No. Our citizenship is dual. We still have our lives, our relationships, a world in great need of our engagement and love. But we may be different within this space by dwelling for a time within God is at the center, not our egoic selves. And from that point on, everything else works in reverse. The economy is not about getting. It's not about getting ahead. It's about sharing. And there's no shortage of anything. So we have nothing to fear, nothing to cling to. There's neither oppressor nor oppressed, neither rich nor poor. Most remarkably, we find ourselves reassured of God's deep abiding love, reassured tangibly in our gut that we are lovely, lovable, loved, just like this, individually, collectively. Even the animals behave differently. For many summers, our son Nick spent time at a camp in Vermont, and each year Sarah and I took note. He came back different, not simply refreshed, but restored, somehow more whole. A beauty within shone more brightly. He engaged us and others with a better sense of who he was, who he is. And I'd like to think that on a good day after worship, others around us might note, you seem well today. Ledley seems well today, present, clear, caring, more fully here carrying the flower apparently plucked from the inner kingdom. Marcus Borg tells the story of a, a three-year-old girl whose parents gave birth to a second child, a little boy. And soon after returning home from the hospital with her new baby brother, the little girl asked her parents if she could go into his room and be alone with him. And at first, the parents were understandably uneasy, reluctant, and then they realized that they had a baby monitor. <laughs> so they listened, 
and they let her do it, and they listened as they heard their daughter enter the room and walk across to the crib, and then heard her say, tell me about God. I've almost forgotten. It's strange to be here, writes poet John O'Donohue. The mystery never leaves you alone. Behind your image, below your words, above your thoughts, the silence of another world awaits. A world lives within you. No one else can bring you news of this inner world. Let us pray. Call us to yourself, dear God. Help us to be still. And in the stillness, to breathe deeply of your life-giving spirit. Call us to turn first within, to dwell in your presence. Call us to turn, dear God, now without, and to embrace the world in your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.